0: Everything's coming up to to Timberwolves, yeah, yeah, in the zone. Simple dedication to the team when you're in the know T to Timberwolves, yeah, yeah, in the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So, where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear recaps, got that, South Cap, got that team ads got that, so tell me what they do not have, huh? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiak, And all I'm saying is that the cast, a one stop shot for my timber Timber wolves, timber wolves. Ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves. Falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him, it's the timber wolves, timber wolves. Phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber wolves a lot about them, y'all don't really,
1: really know. Let's go. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast, a matinee edition of the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Uh, that's what happens when you hit spring break and everybody's home, and, yeah, it's that just sure what is. happened. That's just what happens. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing?
2: I feel a little under the weather today. I don't know if it's uh, the spring melt, some allergies i don't know what it is but you know i'll suffer suffer through a sniffle
1: yeah absolutely and uh speaking of weather if you're not living here in minnesota not bad the melt is beginning which is nice to see actually i saw last year at this time i remember during the first week of the tournament i was out on the golf course so just to kind of show you where we were last year and of course we're, we're also joined by jared good jared how we doing
3: uh doing wonderful I, it's, this is like my super bowl uh i love i love the march madness tournament the next couple days here uh it's always always fun to sit down and watch 16 games from you know 11 in the morning to 11 at night i i uh it's a big tradition for me uh something i love to do every single year so this is actually my favorite time of the year um outside mm-hmm. of the allergies that are also getting me chris um i've <laughs> i've noticed that i am carrying some nasal spray with me with all this whatever's floating around with this melt that we're talking about here. But other than that, we're good, man. Uh, Timberwolves look good. Let's go, man.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, T-Wolves playing uh, the one and only LeBron James tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Cards on the table. I'm excited because I will be in attendance. I, I love LeBron. That's my guy. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about it the thing that everyone's talking about now I know maybe it takes a little uh, mustard off of it because Kyrie did the same thing the night after but Carl Anthony Towns goes for not 50 not 55 60 points Chris talk about that performance a little bit what what amazed you the most about it?
2: Um, it was just good to see it was good to see him being aggressive. Yep. you know consistently the whole obviously the third quarter was a big thing and there was some fluke and in, involved like he went for 24 points versus uh zach collins in like six minutes of play or something like that <laughs> and zach collins who was like a 10-day pickup not too long ago or so i mean there's some of that but still you know it's good to have a guy who can drop 50 plus
1: at any moment right it is. Yeah. Uh, uh Jared, what do you think of that performance?
3: Um, obviously it was, it was a wonderful performance. Um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is, is he did it on 61% shooting. Um, like it wasn't like he was just chucking. Um, he was hitting, I mean, he was, but he was hitting them all too. So, um, right. you know, it's always good to see a game like that. Like even like you said, Kyrie's game last night was also a super high efficient game. Um, and, and like when we look at some of these big massive games, um, sometimes you see a guy shoot 40 plus times. Um, and and that that's where I, I get a like, eh, you know, I mean, it's a little different for me. But yeah, he did it super uh efficiently. Um, hit a lot of threes. Um, you know, to be honest, I thought it could have been closer to 70 if he wasn't didn't have such a quiet fourth quarter. Um, I believe he was at 56 at the end of the third, um, only had a I think he hit a technical and a three or something in the fourth, but it was actually a, a quiet fourth quarter for him. But uh, it was a wonderful game, man. Um, and, you know, a game that we needed to win, and we got it. So that's
2: yeah, all that matters
1: yeah. to me. Chris, go ahead.
2: Um, the only thing – I mean, if we want to talk about the game as a whole, I definitely had some issues with it. Um, yeah, go Kat's, ahead. Cat's performance was amazing. And, and you know, again – To have a guy who can go off and win you a game is wonderful. But, I mean, if we want to actually look at it, he scored 60 points on super – like, amazing game. Like, by any metric, amazing game. And we won by 10 points versus a 12 seed. You know, we gave up 140 points, and it took a 60-point effort to beat that team by 10 points. You know, like, there's a little bit of fool's gold – to that game for me, like everybody was on such a high horse, but it's going forward as a team trying to get ready for a playoff push to be a real playoff team, not just some team who's, you know, gets a participation award. Um, It was a bad game, in my opinion. Um, Malik Beasley, who's been averaging (laughs) over the last nine games before that he was averaging five three point makes a game over the last nine games and since uh, in the last three months, last 90 days, he was n- number two in the NBA in three-pointers made and number one in percentage out of any of those people, more than more than Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the only one that's made more. So, I mean, this is the most prolific three-point shooter in the last three months. Um, and he got one shot up in that game in 20 minutes. And, you know, that's not a knock really on on him, because the way he gets his buckets is off ball movement, is off coming off screens and having someone kick him the ball, is off drive and kick, is off people being unselfish and the ball floating around the perimeter. That wasn't happening. So that that was a big – bad. like he needs to be good. We've been saying this all year is we need somebody other than our big three to step up if we're going to do anything. Um, and then speaking of the big three, you got Anthony Edwards going for five points. He shot seven times. Other guys that shot seven or more in that game were um, J-Mac, Patrick Beverly, Noel, Nathan Knight, and Prince. Those are not the guys you want shooting the same amount as Anthony Edwards. So something – we got to get those guys clicking by playoff times. It's not like, you know, red flag, like everything sinking ship kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. we need Edwards and Beasley clicking by playoff
1: time, yeah, I would tend to I, I would tend to agree with that. And uh, one guy that we won't have uh, at least for a little bit, uh, if you if you didn't click off of the game, uh, Jane McDaniel's is out for at least two weeks. Uh, what, what do you guys think? How big of a hit is that? And we'll start with you, Jared. Is that a huge thing? Some we can overcome, or do you think this is a pretty fragile team and this one will hurt? Um, I think we'll be okay, but it'll it'll
3: it'll still hurt. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you don't want to lose a, a talent piece. I, I don't want to contradict myself here a little bit, but um, I think that there's capable players that can step into his role. Um, and we've seen it before with like Prince and stuff. But we've talked about this a couple times um, on the podcast um, with. Finch running his guys out there late like this game was already in hand when when this had happened um, and the first time it happened it happened with Anthony Edwards and he seemed to be fine the next day well you know he's kind of got a lingering injury now I think he's hurt um, I think he's been playing hurt he just he doesn't look like his normal self he hasn't played well in at least two weeks um, it's been a long time. So I th- I think that this is something that maybe this will be the one where Finch is like okay I got to get these guys off the floor at the end of the yeah. game because I think this is the one that is going to stick in his mind because now it's happened twice and you're seeing you're seeing Edwards still with this lingering injury from about that time frame as well and then now you have Jaden gone too um, I, I think this is definitely going to be an eye opening one for Finch because I think he got away or got, got away from the heat on the first one because Edwards has still been playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And my big thing on that is now you can you can argue that they they play different positions. but Leandro Balmero, Jake Lehman on the bench, Jade McDaniel's in the game right there. Switch out any – I don't care position-wise. It didn't matter. Uh, The the Spurs had already waving the white flag with about three minutes left, which me and my dad were talking about it. That seemed like pretty early to wave the white flag, um, in my opinion, in a 12-point game when particularly – not only a 12-point game, but a 12-point game where, like – People like we're hitting shots, like anyone could get hot at a particular time. I was interested by uh intrigued by what Pop was doing. But yeah, I mean Jake Lehman, Balmero, put him in there. If they get hurt, no offense to either of them. I've heard they're great people, but if they get hurt, it's not that big a deal. Chris, what what do you think? Did did uh, Finch make a mistake here?
2: Um, you know, it's always easy to second guess. Um I I mean I'd rather have him have taken him out. um, what I thought was interesting is we, right when um Car Anthony Towns got off the bench to come back in the game to uh, get some pad of stats a little more for the record, that's when pop brought in all those bench players. So I think it was almost uh like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you putting this guy back in to chase some points? The game's over kind of thing. So that was maybe pop being being pop, but Mm -hmm. Um, and a a bigger thing about Jaden, um, he's being reevaluated in two weeks. So it's very possible he's going to be out until the playoffs, which is not a good thing because he was just getting into a rhythm. He was just being able to take it to the hole, shoot the mid range and the three. I mean, this was, he had probably had his best stretch of basketball where you look at him and you're like, Oh, I see the potential to keep growing to something bigger um, this was the most important time for that, but in true, everything's coming up Timberwolves fashion. Um, I'm going to go, everything's coming up Timberwolves on this, uh, on this take. <laughs> this will give us time where we'll be able to hopefully see Nas and Kat together now, because that's, one of our bigs, that's one of our bigs that's going to be off. So hopefully we'll be able to see Nas and Kat and evaluate that. And maybe they'll get clicking. And maybe we'll see Prince and Kat get some added minutes together. And those are two guys with Nas and Prince that we need to evaluate before this summer to figure out what we're going to do contract wise. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a huge two weeks for those two guys. If let's say that they both succeed and do well next to Kat getting these added minutes and Jin comes back healthy and then everything's coming up Timberwolves way, that's added Fuel for the playoffs. Now we can roll two bigs with Nas and Kat because they've got more experience together when teams go small. Like if we end up playing Golden State or if we need more rebounding versus Memphis, you know, we can put those two guys together. Um, and maybe getting this look at Prince will evaluate if we want to sign him for another deal this offseason or just let him walk. Because to me, it's real. I mean, it's I'm on the fence. Like if I'm signing him after what he's done, Season long, um, it's going to be a pretty small contract.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah, I, I would agree, and yeah, guys are going to have to step up. Even guys like Jalen Noel and, like you said, Malik Beasley, who had a uh, one of those performances that you, you don't want, They're one of those historic in the wrong way performances. They're, they're yeah, going to need yeah. to step up in his absence. Someone attacking the rim, uh, someone. I, I, I do. I, I almost think that. Chris Finch should have learned from the first one, like particularly the first one with Anthony Edwards, one of your uh, cornerstone players. Um, I I feel like he should have learned and not had Jane McDaniels out there. I don't know, but that that's just my general. Yeah. Um, And could that be now, obviously fans who don't watch the wolves every single, every single day won't, won't care, but could that be one of the because they they're talking about a potential of Chris Finch as coach of the year. could that be one of the blemishes on his uh, uh on his track record of not being not pulling the players when you need to? I don't know it's possible though.
2: I think he's a long shot for Coach of the year I mean not a What's long shot I think he should be in the top five for sure um I don't know how it couldn't go to uh jB Bickerstaff to tell you the truth what he's doing in Cleveland with that team being so young and so injured. I mean, losing like all of your starting guards, basically playing with, uh, you know, a mash unit and in a strange mash unit of like multiple seven footers Mm -hmm. um, and still just bodying teams week to week. So yeah, we'll see how that, how that ends up.
1: Yeah. And by the way, it looks like Chris, what you were talking all about during draft time, Evan Mobley looks like the real deal. So uh, he, called, he called you a draft guru, but I, that was, that was a pretty good call on that. There, there was a couple picks that,
3: that we talked about that we were, we were pretty right on the money with. I know a lot of us didn't like Suggs and and to me Suggs looks like he's okay, but I mean, I have also kind on of looked like at like
2: as number one.
3: Yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, we, we pretty much all nailed it with, with, uh, with Mobley. We, we all loved him. Um, obviously Cade, you know, we were kind of you know, neutral on but um any yeah, I know it's it's kind of funny to like look back at some of our earlier podcasts we did a, a draft one that was kind of uh fun but also there's always good information on here. Everybody always wants to try and get on here um with us, including my dog now. Um we got just about every single guest you can imagine trying to get on here, but um yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a good time um looking towards um a little bit more towards what Chris was saying about how, how our rotation changes with Jaden. Um, if, you're, if you're a Torian Prince guy, um, I think you're, you're going to see close to 30 minutes um, going forward. I think he's going to get the real shot to fill this role, um, and mm-hmm. I probably think that's who it should be. And we've, we've talked about Nas maybe you know getting more minutes pretty much since the beginning of this podcast, but it almost seems like 22 is like Nas's peak rotationally for me anyways um Mm -hmm. so I don't think you're gonna see him mixed in there might he get a few more minutes absolutely but um I just I don't think they're like when Finch looks at the team he's like all right time to insert Nas 30 minutes here we go I just I don't think that's gonna be right um in the plans but you know it's one thing that's crazy about Nas is like even though he plays you know 15 to 20 minutes he's Damn good when he's in there. I just, I, I think there's still a, um, I don't know if it's a conditioning thing or if it's just a rotational piece, but I think you'll see him capped out around 22, and I think you'll see Prince um, have the ability to play 30,
1: 35. Now, could, could this be an emergence like we saw just out of necessity, a little bit more Nathan Knight, a little bit? I don't know. to me, Maybe. when I saw Nathan Knight out there, uh, what was it against the the Spurs? Yes, he had some he made some baskets, but he seemed a little lost defensively on my and and rightfully so, right? I mean like you don't play for all these games and all you get in is yeah. non-meaningful yeah. minutes and he plays a completely different role that he did with the Iowa Wolves, like he's kind of their go-to him and Balmero, but I mean he seemed a little lost defensively. What do you, what do you think Chris? What do you think do you think Nathan Knight will get a little more shine just cuz of necessity?
2: I mean, it all depends on Vanderbilt, like if he's going to stay out. I mean, if Vanderbilt's out and, and um, j Max out, I mean, that's 40 minutes to be divvied up somewhere, you know? So mm-hmm. we're going to have to figure out where that goes. Um, supposedly we're looking on who's out there as a free agent still to try to pick up somebody to help because we still have a roster spot, but we'll see.
1: Um, that's why I wouldn't – now. I, I know he's I, I don't know if he's on a team right now, but I didn't mind Greg Monroe. Like for I do not for, think he's on
2: a team right now.
1: Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't mind like not, obviously not to play 40 minutes or something, but as a spot. Like 10, for example, remember 10, I, I, in the in the Spurs game, uh they didn't even go back to Nathan Knight. They went to Jaden and they went completely small. And we kind of got um we, we kind of got exposed during those minutes. Just throw Throw in someone like Greg Monroe for a little bit. Just see what happens. Now, I know probably what he did against, what was it, the Knicks and Boston, those two games were probably an outlier. He probably can't do that every night. But I don't know, just a big presence to be out there. What do you, what do you think, Jared? Do you think there's any anybody we could sign or anybody like on a 10-day or something that could maybe fill in a little bit for Jaden?
3: Um. That's a good question. I think, uh, first off, I think Chris is right. The last game that Greg Monroe played in um, was with Portland, I believe. I'm looking it up here right now, and it was February 14th. So that 10 day would have been expired um, already. And I believe that he is currently a free agent. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's, it seems like this is one of those. You there's if you got if you're anybody in co especially with COVID protocols, I feel like if you were ever anybody, you would have already been ran through a program um sure. or picked up by a team on a 10 day just because of all the protocols and stuff that was going on. So I really don't know uh off the top of my head if there's really anybody available. Um but we might need somebody. Yeah, it, okay. it's you're yeah, 12 games you. away making a playoff run, you know, so Right. At least the Timberwolves are, but I, I'm sure they're looking into it. I mean, I I, I definitely don't think they haven't looked um, because, like you said, we need to fill some minutes. Um, and and not only, like, fill minutes, but, like, because now you're, like, say we blow a team out and we're up by 30, and you're forced to play a player that you normally wouldn't have out there in blowout run because you just don't have bodies. Like, sometimes you just yeah. need to put the scrubs in, and if you ain't got enough scrubs, someone's got to stay, and that's where we're talking about. You know these type of situations that that people really don't think about in um, life, in live, live turns, I
1: guess. Mm-hmm. For sure, and, and then- oh, go go ahead, go ahead.
2: When you're talking about us getting kind of blown out there, when uh, when we had to go smaller, which is what something that Finn's been doing lately is um, is you know, when Vanderbilt was healthy, is going J Mac over Vanderbilt sometimes down the stretch at power forward, but. Um, One thing that I saw that was interesting in the first half, we went to drop coverage, which was the type of defense where um, Cat, instead of kind of moving horizontally to slow down the point guard, um, he just kind of slowly backpedals to give space and then challenge at the rim. Um, It's like most big shot blocking centers. That's the kind of defense that they play. And in that time, we gave up 73 points. Um, which sounds terrible, except for we gave up 140 in the game. So it's really not that much different. But that style of defense, I think, I hope we just don't try again. Um, It's just not for us. We've proven it over the last six years that Cat cannot play drop coverage. So that's the trouble is whoever we bring in, our defense is a little different than most. So I don't know how you're going to be able to get them up to speed in time.
3: Mm-hmm. Jared, go ahead. I was just pulling up some free agent names that are still available, and this is what I got. Um, the, I mean, the best one that I see is Aminu, um, former Wake Forest. Um, granted, he's you know 31 years like old, him. but but I, I would I would maybe take a run at him. Um, Similar Tari type player too. Tariq Black, um another old guy, 30 years old, um, obviously not going anywhere but he could probably play some minutes. Um Willie cauley Stein, I mean maybe. I mean, I, I don't like really him. think
2: I've always liked him, but uh for some reason the NBA doesn't. So maybe I'm wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean those are those are just the type of names um just to bring up that we would, you know, possibly that I mean that's who's available, so but I don't know. It's 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 a murky time of the year, man. It, it really is. Um, it's it's tough that it, it it's happening right now because we are right in the swing of things now. Sure. The Jazz have also lost a bunch of games lately and are sinking down towards us. So I mean, it's going to be a real interesting run um, to see where we land because we're looking at um, at, at worst seven and at best uh, four maybe, um, which is you know crazy, but.
1: Um, which I think man, is extremely optimistic. Which,
3: which, which, which it is. <laughs>
1: but,
3: I mean, which, we would have to run the table and, and some other teams would have to lose, but
1: something something an interesting note that I saw earlier today, you know, it'll be this. Um Jamal Murray very close to return being assigned to their G League team. That I mean, with how Jokic is playing and how Jamal Murray potentially can play, that scares me a little bit. I don't know. Like and Michael
2: Porter is coming back, like now. Porter,
1: yeah.
2: If like, that team can get moving and get a little bit of rhythm between those guys, they're probably my favorite in the West.
1: Yeah, I, I love, I love that team, man. Just, just alone, how good Jokic is playing in general. You, you throw in the guy that led you to the Western Conference Finals and Michael Porter Jr. Like that's that, that's a tough team to beat. And we,
3: we. We talked about it last time we were on um, just chasing other teams, but man, these teams are all still winning. Nuggets grinded out a win against the 76ers, one that, game. yeah, a like, fan. You think that, you know, okay, we'll steal one here. And then now, like tonight, we got uh, Dallas, who hasn't seemed to have lost in forever. Um, I, I think I looked up their last 16 games. I think they're like 13 and three or something crazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But now they get they get Brooklyn without Kyrie tonight because of whatever is going on there, and it's like man, I just I just want to see one of these teams you know lose a game that they're 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 supposed to win. Um, but then again, you have the Nuggets against Washington tonight, you know, and it's it's just like we're every t- we keep winning, but every other team around us keeps winning. So, I mean, it's it's getting tough, man.
1: Need a big Good team start winning. <laughs> need a big need a big night from the unicorn. If we're going to, the Wizards are going to have a chance. So let's, let's talk about now. I know we usually uh, save the upcoming schedule for the, uh, the, the end of the podcast, but since it's, it is what it is. I I think we, we should talk about it now just because it's it's a rough stretch coming up and I'll I'll pull it up here. I'll share my screen with the upcoming schedule here. Uh, But so we got the, uh, we, we got the, the Lakers tonight, which is winnable, obviously you never know with LeBron, but and then a tough stretch. You got the Bucks, uh, Mavericks, Suns, Mavericks, Celtics, Raptors, Nuggets, and then it gets a little winnable. But then you start getting the end of the end of the road. I mean, particularly without Jane McDaniels,
2: Whew, how it work? That's seven hard ones in a row, right there.
3: Right. But it's the both only- Go ahead. The only the only good news is we're playing the teams that we're chasing. So if we can find That's ways true. to win, you know, I mean, it's I it's, we're playing the teams we want to be playing because you know, well, I mean, granted, we'd love to play OKC every night, but you know, in the swing of things, we're at the heart of the playoffs around the corner. You want to beat these teams to say that you know what we are better than you. We didn't
1: just luck out because you played somebody that was good. Now I, I will say this: just going down the schedule, we did beat the Bucks. That was earlier in the season. Now I don't think they had Drew Holiday, correct? And they definitely didn't have uh, Brook yeah. Lopez. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. I remember Chris uh, saying that that team was, you know,
3: not a, kind of a fool's gold win because it was. I think Giannis and Middleton, and then they were missing. You know, they were running out like Grace and Allen and Kamani yeah. didn't have Brooke Lopez. So I, I remember specifically Chris saying, "I wouldn't get too excited over that one." And yeah. and the Bucks are playing a pretty good right
1: now and are at full strength. For the most part okay then you got the mavericks which obviously if honestly if we're gonna make we a run we we gotta beat the mavericks at least once at least once we're better
2: uh, a better team than the magic than the mavericks when we're hell sure
1: right uh and then so the suns i mean i was at the game we stuck with the suns at full strength but Obviously, the Suns, I mean, it speaks for themselves, number one seed in the Western Conference and the overall best record. Uh, I don't think they have Chris Paul right now, I believe. Chris – sorry, Jared, go ahead.
3: Yeah, you know, it, 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 we've talked about it a few times on here, but, man, those two losses to the Magic look brutal right now. You know, like yeah. look, we talked about it all year that we were going to remember, you know, the first one that we lost to them and then now this most recent one. Man, it really stings to be dropping – Dropping games to that team, um, unfortunately, it is what it is. I guess
2: I will say, if we would have beat that Magic team, ran away with it, we would have lost to Miami and probably San Antonio. I think because so too. we needed that wake-up call. And the funny thing is, I said that, and people thought I was kind of crazy. And then D'Lo in a post-game said the exact same thing. He said we needed that loss because almost verbatim what I said a couple of days earlier. He said because we played nobodies like. We played a right. bunch of teams that were either tanking or, you know, we're twice as good as, you know, and, and had a big stretch. And we were acting like we were king of the world, you know, mm. and we needed that loss. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes those losses are important. And, and it comes down to, like, is this fight for seeding really that important? Like, right. I, I truthfully don't care as long as the last three games of the season, everybody's clicking and we're going into the season hot. Like I'm not that worried about seeding as long as it's not out of the playoffs.
1: Here's okay. Here's the thing. Sam's or given that Paul George or Kawhi Leonard don't come back. I like our position home game against the Clippers. That's all I'll say. I like that. I like those odds. Now, obviously it's the Timberwolves, right? So weirder things have happened, but I like the odds. One game scenario, home game against the Clippers and all we got to do is beat Amir Coffee and Reggie Jackson. And even so if I, we lose that
2: game, we get a home game versus New Orleans, then also I believe.
1: Right. We we've talked about it. New Orleans it's tough, but I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna be a playoff team, yeah, you're gonna have to beat tough teams. Right, that's true. Those there, are two teams,
3: know. those are two teams I absolutely hate because they always seem to have our number. The Clippers always seem to somehow beat us. What doesn't matter who's playing, and then same with the Pelicans, man. Like I know. I know. Uh, Gabe has been saying this for the past three or four weeks. I don't want anything to do with Brandon Ingram
1: because he destroys us. Right. right. And I will say the Pelicans have been sliding a little bit lately. I think they're five and four since yep. the All Star break. But I guess just on paper, Ingram and McCollum would be tough. But then on the other side, let's say the Lakers lose or Lakers win, uh, then you got LeBron and potentially AD. So, I mean, I would I like, like to get. At least six. I would just love a
3: seven-game series, no matter who it's against. Um, I just, you know, being Minnesota fans, we've we've seen, you know, 163 multiple times with the Twins, and we've seen, you know, what we had the extra game for the Wolves um, for
1: the no, uh, playoffs that just happened to be game 82. Oh, yeah. okay. I, th- I thought
3: they added an extra game one year, but no. it's like it seems to be to me anyways like we get in those uh, those kind of like situations where you're like, "Oh, you got one shot to get in." And then we don't, you know. It just it's kind of run the course. That's just how it is here, but I think this year is very different. Um I plan on uh maybe even winning a playoff series this year.
1: Yeah, why not? Why not? I I I mean, obviously I'd be all for it. Who would uh, should, should we go break down first-round matchups? Maybe we've done this a little bit before, but uh, Memphis, Suns, Warriors, who do you not want to play?
3: I want to play Memphis. I agree. I don't want to play the Suns.
2: I would, the team I'd be the most worried about would be the Warriors. I agree. Um, I mean, are we, are we talking Chris Paul's back and healthy? Because I don't yeah. know if he will be. If he's healthy, I don't really want the Suns either. Um, but I would say the Warriors are who I'm the most worried about, and I would say Memphis is who I'm the least worried about.
1: Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, which especially since
2: Draymond Green said they're winning a championship just yesterday, so I mean, right there, they're winning it, so it means you can't beat
1: them, (laughs) right? That's true. There's that, that's true. Uh, so let's let's uh let's see, let's talk about uh tonight's game.
2: I got a question, yeah. Is this, tell me if this is a crazy idea. So Malik Beasley um, is generally unaffected, like not not effective at all when Cat, D'Lo, and Edwards is healthy. He's just not. Um, Like if you go back and look at the stats, whenever those guys are healthy, he's terrible. Whenever he's filling in for one of those guys, like as a starter or as a guy who's getting their shots, he's a monster. how crazy would it is this a crazy idea to say start Malik Beasley over Anthony Edwards um, hmm. play Anthony Edwards 20 minutes a game instead of his 25 30 because whatever's going on with him isn't good right now. So let him come in and just be almost like a a, a Noel where every time he touches it he's just trying to score just every single time like nothing else and then I... let that Beasley, playoff Cat and Delo who seem to be kind of in their groove right now and that Beasley be just the flamethrower on the edge
3: I think for a short term like maybe three or four games that would be okay maybe to just give Edwards in a, uh, a, an a
0: opportunity
3: a to find himself yeah uh, right. it's not but long term like I oh, think no, not,
2: not and years or anything.
3: no 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 not even and I'm saying like the rest of the season like I don't think that's going to work out. But if but if it fixes them, if you do it for a couple games, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also think that that's one of those things where you would have to sit down and ask Anthony Edwards if he would be okay with it because that dude is uh, – he's special, man. Um, he is uh, – he hasn't looked like it recently, but he's special, um, and he's a huge part of this future. Um, so I, I definitely think if if we go down that road – I don't think it's crazy, but I would definitely sit down with him and say, what do you think about this? Because I respect your ability on and this I would,
2: team. Assume, I would assume from what I've seen of Anthony Edwards, he's like, hey, whatever's best for the team kind of guy. Yeah. Like I, I see that being him. But the thing that I'm worried about Anthony Edwards is he's had like one 20-point game in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, in his last 10. He's scored over 20 once. And there's, you know, a couple of single-digit games in there where he's playing 30 minutes and getting five, 30 minutes, getting six, another five-point in 30 minutes. Like, he's not effective right now. He's not doing much. And I don't know if it's rhythm, if it's knee, if it's – I don't know what it is. If it's his knee, like, we're going to need to rest him more if that helps it. I don't know if it's just a time thing where rest isn't really helping. I don't know, but – we're not going to do much if he's not scoring 20 points a game.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's interesting because it's kind of like what the wolves did last year, right. When, but not with Anthony Edwards, but particularly with D'Angelo Russell, when he would come off the bench a little bit. And, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe, um, you show them some old tape of, of last year's success with that and say, hey, this is what you – this is kind of the – now, I know D'Lo and Anthony Edwards are different players, definitely. Right. But maybe, like, if you show them, like, hey, this is what it did for D'Lo, maybe this is what it can do for you for a little bit. I don't know. It's an interesting question. Um, I just I, think I, that
2: yeah. Beasley is not playing well with those guys. So, if he could move to the starters, he could be playing better possibly Mm -hmm. worth a shot and Edwards is not playing well with the starters maybe he could move to the bench and instead of having a guy like Noel as your main get the ball and go to it or I mean he wasn't even the guy but when J-Mac was healthy but having a guy like Edwards be the hammer on that second unit that could be deadly.
1: Mm -hmm. Jared go ahead.
3: Yeah, you know, we, we kind of talked early in the year about our big three scoring 20, a, you know, a, a game, you know, and it, we've kind of transitioned um, basically based on the, on the play Edwards, but he hasn't been playing well. Um, you, I think you can into that category with uh, Malik Beasley and, and, and Torian Prince. If one of those three guys isn't getting us 20 and Cat doesn't get us 60, I mean – we're going to struggle like we need, yeah. uh, you know, no disrespect to Anthony Edwards, but he's no. put himself in that situation where he's now got to be the the third guy or, you know, maybe somebody else, maybe somebody Beasley's got to score, you know, like we need those points with how we play. And, and it sounds like we got to remember that Tim's the, the Timberwolves play uh, at an extremely fast pace. So, so when, when people get upset that, you know, teams score 120, I necessarily don't, um, because if you look um, in a lot of those games, it's a pace of play thing. Um, now, granted, San Antonio yeah. shot pretty well, but like, like when we play the Hornets, for example, another team that plays extremely fast, like we want to play that game. And I don't necessarily get mad at the defense for it, because sometimes that's just the flow of the game. But if we're going to play that way, we need a third guy to score 20. Right. Yep.
1: Or at least yeah. be
2: a threat. At least be a threat of 20. You
1: know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I, I honestly think – now I know there's something going on with the knees or whatever. I almost think that there's potential, potential at least for Anthony Edwards, to snap out of this struggle when, at any time. Like I, I think he's that tel- – like we, we've we seen. He'll go for like 10, and then I don't know where he'll go for like 40 like he did earlier this year against uh, the Phoenix Suns. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think he could pop out of it at any time. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's tonight. You know, you got the primetime Lakers in there. You got LeBron. He wants to shine out a little bit. He mm-hmm. could be stepping out of it tonight, but I don't know. We'll see.
2: Have we heard about Vanderbilt tonight? Is he playing? Let me look. Let me look. One thing that's going to be interesting to see with this Lakers team is Dwight Howard is out or has been out on personal reasons. Um. It's very possible that they're going to have like a 6-6 guy guarding Cat, you know, or it's going to be LeBron or it's going to be Carmelo. Like they've got nobody to defend Carl Anthony Towns.
1: So, uh most recent status report. Now this is from yesterday. Uh but uh looks like Edwards is probable, Beverly questionable, McLaughlin, well, uh, McLaughlin questionable, Reed questionable, Vanderbilt questionable. So, and then obviously McDaniel's out and McKinley out. So,
2: we could really use Vanderbilt.
1: We could. What what'd you put, Jared Bev, and Vando?
3: Good
2: game time decision. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah okay. I just
3: wanted. To, I just wanted to make sure you saw it when you were announcing it. But uh, yeah, they, that, those were the. But everything you listed off, I have the same report too. A lot of a lot of guys that are uh, very questionable. It seems like, but we'll see.
2: That time of the year, man, a lot of miles on these tread at this, uh, this time of year.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, and of course, we should also mention that LeBron is a, a game-time decision tonight as well, although he he's a game-time decision every single
1: night he plays, so I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Just personally, I if LeBron's not playing, I will be pretty pissed. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd rather the Wolves win, but come on, it's LeBron. I want to see LeBron. I mean, He's you- I've,
2: I've seen LeBron quite a few times there, and it's it's always interesting. I, I watched him mostly versus the Timberwolves when it was bad Timberwolves years mm-hmm. and good LeBron years, and um, which I guess is almost every year. Um, <laughs> and, you know what you're most, saying, yeah. And uh, it was always like LeBron would just toy with us. Like you would see him just making fancy passes the first three quarters, you're like, oh, we're sticking it to LeBron. He's got like twelve points. Like, oh, he's nothing. And then the fourth quarter, he'd drop a twenty piece to end up with thirty-five points. And you're like, damn, like he's got thirty-five. Like it's the quietest thirty-five you've ever seen, but just because he was, you know, on cruise control.
1: Right. For sure. Yeah. I remember him back with the in the Cleveland years, like they they weren't they weren't even taking like uh like the warm up seriously. They were doing like alley oop dunks and yeah. stuff like that. Like they knew it was a W. They 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 knew they were about to win this game. So that's just. I like want to we
2: ask. Stretch of six games when we were taking on, you know, the Pelic or taking on, you know, all those trash teams that everyone was so fired up about us winning. Like, yeah, we knew in warm ups that those were W's.
3: I want to ask you guys a quick question about the East. Um, so I'm, I got the East standings pulled up right now. There's some really good teams, that, in my opinion, in the bottom of the East. Um, you have the Cavaliers at six, who I think are every good as the teams above them. Um, yeah. And then you have the Nets are eight. Yeah. I mean, the Hawks, I think the Hawks are a dangerous team.
2: Dude, the Celtics I mean, at five might be the best team in the whole East. Yeah,
3: it's, I don't know. It's crazy, but.
2: That's going to be kind of. that. That whole Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be mayhem, absolute mm-hmm. mayhem.
1: Here's the thing: I was thinking about this when we were playing the playing the Heat. Now, I know the Heat the Heat are a great. They're they're first place for a reason, and if they get completely healthy, that is a lethal lineup. Uh, you got Lowry, you got Tyler Hero coming off the bench, which is astounding. You got uh, Jimmy Butler, who's still Jimmy Butler. Uh, you got uh, Bam out of bio, great down low. Uh, Duncan Robinson, who could shoot off the bench. Um, and then who, Victor Oladipo, if he gets healthy. I mean, that's a I, great lineup.
3: I saw him play, uh, well, not play, but I saw him um, when I was looking at the game. He's played like 15 minutes the past couple nights. I'm like, I already forgot. The, I forgot where this dude was. I forgot he even existed. And I'm like, holy
2: shit, they got Oladipo now, too. Like, Right. Mark this mark my word. The 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 Heat will lose in the first round. Really? Yep.
1: Even even if they they might have to
2: play
3: the Nets.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You might get the Nets, or you might get the Raptors, or you might get the Hawks. I mean, those are all good teams. You might get Cleveland. Sure, you might get Boston. Who knows?
3: There is in the East right now, there are between seven uh, one, and two. two, three, four, five. Yeah, they're all within like three games of each yeah, other. So it's, seven it's like, and three. It's like, it's three like our race, except it's on steroids because there's more teams
1: involved over yeah. there right now. But
3: and that's the, be, be a, if, the,
1: if the standings stay the way they are, there's going to be some fun first round matchups. I mean, Heat, oh. Nets, who knows? Uh, Bucks, Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Cavs, Bulls, Celtics. I mean, those are that's.
2: I'm telling you, that's a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> a blood that's going to be bath. good. Those are seven-game series, like the whole – every last one of those, or at least mm-hmm. six, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I think – anything else to bring up, or should we, should we go to – It's
2: about what I had, just, you know, all I want for Christmas is the Timberwolves to be healthy and rolling those last three games. I don't care – what our record is. I don't care what our seed is. I want to see Anthony Edwards with three 20-point games in a row. I want to see Prince shooting 35 to 40% from three in those last three games. I want to see a healthy Mc, uh, Jaden McDaniels um, playing defense. I want to see um, Noel um, taking it to the hole aggressively, which is going to happen no matter what. Um, I need to see that, you know, I need mm-hmm. to see us playing well. And if that's the case, then we can, we
1: can make some noise. I agree. Jared, any closing thoughts?
2: Yeah.
3: So, you know, there's been many times on this podcast where we would, you know, kind of bash a guy in a way and then he'd play really well. Um, and It seems like almost every time that we like put our, put our eyes on a certain player and, and kind of call him out in a way, well, and, and just talk about them; they yeah. seem to explode. So, um, the two players that I'm looking at um, moving forward with this next couple of weeks, Malik Beasley and uh, Anthony Edwards. We need it from you. This is your guys' time to shine. Um, let's step it up and and knock down the doors um, and get at least the six seed. I mean, I would like the five, but I'll take the six too. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think
1: Do you
2: think we get the six from Denver, or do you think we get it from Dallas? If we get it,
3: Denver.
1: I don't know. with Jamal Murray coming back?
3: I'm it might down. be from the Jazz,
1: actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking could be. Uh, I'm thinking Dallas more at this point, but uh, until Dallas starts losing, though, uh, I guess it's it's hard to. Ever since
3: ever since that Chris Dabbs Porzingis and Dinwiddie trade, like Dallas has said been unbelievable. They've been have so they been, good.
2: Have they been playing real teams, or is it kind of like us? No, they've been
3: – I'm trying to remember the other day they, they had another – they've had like three or four games where um, they've just squeaked one out at the end. And oh, yeah, three-point so,
2: win against the Celtics. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the Rockets
3: yeah. – well, uh, Knicks, okay. they got blown out by the Knicks. But then they beat – they snuck Seven out uh, by the Jazz. That Kings one game I watched, they blew that game. Yeah, yeah, they beat the
2: Warriors. Yeah, but that Warriors team was, I think, real shorthanded. But still, yeah, we got got two games versus them. Let's get both of those, and then we'll see where we're at. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I think we'll end it there. This is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and hit the bell so you never miss an episode on YouTube. And follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And as always, go Wolves.